It's your girl, Marisa, and you are listening to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. nation. I have just recently fell in love and not with my amazing husband that I've been with for a very long time, but with a new delicious tasting gummy from Goalie. Goalie is now a partner of the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. And I'm talking about the apple cider vinegar gummies. When you try these, and I was skeptical at first because I thought I was going to taste a whole lot of vinegar and not a lot of apple. I was completely wrong. These gummies are gluten-free. They're vegan. They're non-GMO, they're kosher, and they are just absolutely delicious. You got to try them for yourself. And so if you put in the code, go on the website, goli, G-O-L-I.com, and put in the code HERDTHAT, H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T-1-0, and put in the code right now, you'll save an additional 10% on any order, whether you do just a jar of the gummies, they got ones for sleep, they got multivitamins, they got the apple cider vinegar ones, as I... Definitely tell you, you got to check them out. Put in that code, save yourself an additional 10%. Go to goalie, G-O-L-I dot com. Put in the code H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T-1-0. Save your additional 10%. Any kind of of gummy that you want, you definitely got to check them out. I mean, I could talk about it on and on, but I want you to try them for yourself. Go to goalie.com, check out their gummies, and get your wellness together today. What's up, Heard That Nation? Listening in the United States and around the world, you are now listening to the Heard That with Marisa Tickney podcast. If you're watching right now on YouTube, you know, do me a favor, hit that subscribe button so you stay in the know of every single guest and every single new episode that drops right here on this channel. I am glad to be back. It is December. Uh, I haven't been recording a a full episode in a minute. I've been doing short clips. Uh, Your girl's been busy. Um, Besides doing short clips for the show, I've been on other shows, other podcasts, um, those that have subscribed and has joined me on this journey, I've also am a sports correspondent for the Kenny Burns Show, along with my partner in crime, Monty, Monty Moss, who is an amazing talent out of New Jersey, now Rhode Island. And uh, it's been a journey. Plus, you know, I have a life outside of this. I'm a whole wife uh, for almost wow, 13 years with an amazing husband that's been rocking with me for this length of time and uh, all my crazy dreams and aspirations that I want to do on this, this podcasting media world, as well as, you know, just holding it down with a couple of jobs and, you know, wanting to 
make this uh, continue to be just, not just a dream, but a reality of what I want to do for real life. So those that are watching right now on YouTube, do not be frightened. Your girl does not have any makeup on. I had a amazing facial done. Uh, I did do my hair for y'all. So, you know, rocking um, the amazing curls and they just uh, fresh from the salon. Shout out to Salon Inks here in Richardson, Texas. Uh, but yeah, I got a facial done. Skin is glowing. We're trying to make it glow. I mean, I'm VIP and AARP. So, you know, gotta do what we can to continue the fountain of youth and uh, making my skin glow as much as possible. So uh, good to be with y'all. Good to be back. Um, good to have an amazing tribe that just supports you. Like I said, my husband, I got some amazing friends that are here. We went out the other night to uh, a comedy show in uh, Arlington. And uh, we got to see uh, the headliner, Atheon Crockett, and uh, he's a world of talent. I enjoyed watching him when he was on Wild and Out, uh, the show with Nick Cannon, and just a, a hilarious uh, uh, sketch comedy that they do and everything. And uh, he is he is absolutely hilarious. He was uh, at the Improv for a few days. We got to see him. I was with uh, my good friends, my good tribe, and I'm grateful for them because it's been just uh some long long weeks some long months um so this is you know talking to everybody that has listened and has supported me and new people that have uh come through and you know subscribed and you know on the podcast and all streaming platforms as well as youtube and the feedback that i get is like when are you coming back with new episodes when are we going to see some guests where you know are you all right i appreciate everybody checking on your girl because it's been so busy, exhausting, you know, I got a life outside of this. I got, you know, obligations that I got to take care of as well as, like I said, pursuing my passions here, which is, you know, podcasting, talking to everybody that, you know, hit that click and that like and that share. And I appreciate it um, because it's what I love to do. This is uh, an opportunity that I was given uh, by Kenny Burns and his team to do what I do there, as well as another podcast show that I'm on, Death Taxes and Sports Podcast. Uh, I appreciate those guys. Shout out to Ben, Gary, and Jeff. Um, and I love talking about sports. I love talking about pop culture. I love talking, talking about entertainment. Um, and uh, this this is, you know, this is my heart. This is what I love to do. And so, um, yeah, I appreciate everyone that has, you know, checked on me and, you know, made sure that I was good. And so I'm very grateful for you, very thankful uh, for the the following you know but the people that i have in my inner circle that that means a whole lot to me so thank you very much um so i'm rocking the victory monday shirt because i can because the lions are good <laughs> they're nine and three um to say that in a sentence in every single week and them having me on the edge of the seat uh the way that they handled the saints the other night or the other day should i say um, was absolutely impressive. I thought that they, in a way, kind of a way they were going to give it away. Uh, but this Lions team is resilient. What Dan Campbell has done with his team is absolutely incredible. Um, I cannot believe how fast the NFL season is going. Uh, we're down to like, I believe four games left uh, for these teams at the end of the season. And then it's winding down to now teams that are being eliminated or those that are in the wild card or those that are in the hunt. Uh, Detroit Lions has just truly impressed me um through everything and i can and literally everything this is something that the lions fans uh us diehard fans have been waiting on for a team to turn around for the rolodex of coaches that we have gone through the rolodex of players that we have gone uh gone through uh the key pieces 
that we needed on defense and offense, a quarterback that continually makes improvements, still has his issues, still has his mistakes, the turnovers, um, the interceptions, still, though, continuously starts putting things together, the running game of Amon Ross St. Brown and Jameer Gibbs and uh, Jamison Williams, who had an outstanding run uh, for a score uh, against the Saints uh, on Sunday afternoon. In, in, you know, the defense, you know, starting to, I, I wanted to say consistently click, but sometimes, you know, you just get your, you know, your heart racing out your chest, especially if you're a Lions fan, because you're going, okay, this is too good to be true. Like at one point they were up 21, nothing. And then, you know, then it was 21, seven. And then the second half starts. And then, you know, the saints are starting to cook and you're like, Oh my God. Okay. The defense is going to let us down again. And then, you know, just somehow just the, the wizardry, the mastery of Dan Campbell and this coaching team, they just start to, you know, put plays together and you just get it, you know, and this team gets held accountable for, you know, ridiculous losses. The one, the latest one being from the Green Bay Packers, which by the way, I got to give them credit for what they are doing, you know, Sunday uh, night, them upsetting the Chiefs. No one saw that coming except they did. Jordan Love, this young team, they're the youngest team in the NFL, starting to cook and in the conversation of them being a postseason team. Um, and they, they're starting to look good. And uh, for someone that, you know, is a Lions fan and you got Green Bay in the same division, NFC North, you don't want that to happen, but you do, you know, you want some, you want, you want to play the best, you know, in order for you to be the best, you got to, you know, compete against the best and beat the best. Uh, Rashawn Gary, you know, go blue. Uh, he, you know, from recovering from injury, again, I had talked about this on another show, how he had three sacks against us on Thanksgiving and our Thanksgiving woes continue with seven straight uh, losses. And they're just starting to make noise in the NFC North. And so they're starting to cook as well. And then you got the Vikings that still have a chance to be in that the Lions haven't played them yet. They still have to play them twice. Uh, the Lions have the Bears this weekend coming up. And I believe they're on the road at Minnesota is the next game. So you're seeing a lot of these N these uh, NFL teams in, in from this weekend, from Monday night, which we'll dive into in a moment. Uh, when you think that there is a front runner, it just it just takes you off by surprise of you know a team like I said the Packers upsetting the Chiefs and the 49ers the other night just dismantle dis dismantling uh, the Philadelphia Eagles at Philly um, and that was just completely one sided we'll get into that one for a moment but I want to start with this I <laughs> I'm trying to say this without without getting upset. And then, and I had a rant the other night, those that you know joined me on Instagram Live the other night. But in order for a team to be rewarded uh, for an opportunity to get a, or win a championship, an opportunity to get a, a uh, spot in a, a premier bowl uh, and, and to have that attention drawn on them or something that their school has not done in a long time. You have to have an incredible season, an incredible team, and pretty much be dang near perfect, if not perfect, 
to have that opportunity to go for, we're talking about college football here for a national championship, right? So college football regular season has uh, concluded. The uh, championship games were this past weekend and those have concluded. And so now you look at Sunday night, Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, comes the selection show, college football selection show, where you have all of these big wigs that are in the room, where they decide which four teams are the best four teams to have a, cha- have a chance at a national championship in, 20, in early 2024 in January. So Michigan wins their game against Iowa in the Big Ten championship. They're in. Washington wins their game against Oregon. They're in. Texas won their game huge over Oregon State. They're in. So it leaves number one, Georgia, playing a number eight, Alabama, for the SEC championship. And Alabama controlled that game. It, it was a it was a back and forth battle, but Alabama controlled that game, ended up upsetting the number one team, Georgia. Okay. Number eight, sitting at number eight. Florida State, sitting at number four, plays Louisville in their game. So their starting quarterback has been out several weeks. out for the season. Jordan Travis broke his leg. Unfortunate situation. Goes to but, uh, QB2. QB2, and they go and they play against Florida. Somehow he gets injured in that game. So this game in the, the ACC conference, they play Louisville. Ugly game. A little back and forth. It was close for the longest time. And then in the fourth quarter, Louisville um, makes a couple of silly plays. Florida State capitalizes on it. Florida State ends up pulling away uh, and and winning. They remain undefeated. So you got Michigan in. You got uh, Washington in. You got Texas sitting at number three. So surely of all the, you know, of everything that Florida State, the the boxes that they checked, they should be in, right? Wrong. They dropped the number five. The number four spot goes to Alabama. Alabama jumps from number eight to number four after beating number uh, then number one, Georgia. Georgia falls from number one to number six. So they had 29 consecutive wins. It ended when Alabama upset them in the SEC championship. To see the heartbreak on each of the players' faces, Coach Norville, who again has did, did an outstanding job, an outstanding job um, in the coaching staff with this team in disbelief and shock. And this is the last year that it is the college football playoff four teams because it goes to 12 next year. I took a couple of things away from this. One, it's unfair for Florida State. Absolutely unfair for Florida State. And if you want to go back to 2016, when there was a team called Ohio State University, JT Barrett was the starting quarterback. He gets injured. So who is the backup? Cardell Jones. Cardell Jones comes in and plays a full game in the Big Ten Championship against Wisconsin, who had won the the Big Ten West. So Big Ten East. Ohio State wins that. Cardell Jones goes in. And literally the game was over before halftime because Ohio State put the thump on them for 59 to nothing. College football committee puts them in. The way that they handled Wisconsin 
Uh, many had uh, projected at that time that it'd probably be a close game. It wasn't even close. All cylinders, they cooked. It was, you know, just a landslide and Ohio State ended up winning, which would be that the college football playoff and then the national championship that year when it was first introduced, that the college football playoff system. Okay. So going back to Florida State, dropping from four to five, Alabama coming up from eight to four. So what, what this told me in listening to uh, the college football committee uh, chairman, Boo Corrigan, I mean, there's a clue right there in his name, Boo, is that the way he was explaining it, and, and Reese Davis from ESPN did a really great job, I feel, with asking the questions of why and what came to their, their decision of deciding Alabama was that squad to go in ahead of Florida State. And you can throw facts, and you can throw figures, you can throw strength of schedule at me, you can throw, um, you know, where their uh, RPI is and, you know, the 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 index and all, all you can throw all of that stuff at me, that, whatever, you know, because there's people that are really great with numbers and all of that and where they, you know, where they rank at as far as uh, a team and how they controlled certain games and how they blew out opponents certain games and then their conference championship, you know, how Alabama, you know, outgained Georgia yardage and, and points and then how Florida State and Louisville kept in close, but, you know, Florida State found a way in the fourth quarter and pulled out the win. So he's explaining this to, to ESPN's Reese Davis and saying that the dynamic of Florida State changed when Jordan Travis broke his leg and got injured because Jordan Travis was having an outstanding year, literally was Heisman front runner. Um, and, and it talked about weeks at a time on so many of the networks and how Florida State was the, is the real deal. And he led the charge and, and, and all of that. Then he breaks his leg out for the season. So they have to go with a backup quarterback. They play Florida, they kept it close. Florida, I mean, they, their defense has not been the greatest. Their offense, their, you know, the whole dynamic of the team has not been the greatest. But Florida State did, you know, it was it was closer than expected than predicted because they expected Florida State to blow this team out. Then the Jordan Travis injury happened. Then they put in QB2, and then it was close than expected, but they still ended up winning, right? So all of that transpires, all that happens. So it boils down to, again, that he gets injured, the dynamic of the team changes, and so the committee feels that Florida State should not be in the top four because of a QB that got injured. It's not going to be the same Florida State team. So from that point, I, I from that statement he made, I was like, so it's the QB's fault that he got injured. So you might as well blame the offense because they didn't protect him in the pocket and he ended up getting this, you know, horrific injury and then, you know, got carted off and then the whole thing changes. So I, the thing that, in, the thing that really broke my heart is after that was revealed and them showing that they dropped to five, Alabama goes to four, Michigan and Alabama will play in the Rose Bowl is that Jordan Travis goes on social media and says that he had wished he had broke his leg sooner so that everybody could see how truly talented this Florida State team is. And he regrettably 
felt sorry for the fact that they were not selected in number the number four spot for a chance to play for the national championship. No, no person should have to do that. No person should have to go on social media and apologize to uh, his teammates, to the coaches, to the Florida State fan base because he got hurt. But this was not the same energy that was in 2016 when Cardell Jones came in for our injured JT Barrett. Oh, it's because it's the fashion of the way that they beat their opponent. Don't you go anywhere. The Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast will be right back after a brief pause to hear from our sponsor. One of the amazing things that I love to do with my time, I love working out and serving in the community. And through that time, I have met some amazing people and I have met some extraordinary kids. And the one thing, believe it or not, that kids love and ask for is books. Because many of them I found that they, they absolutely love reading, which is absolutely incredible. Um, I am so proud that I've met an incredible man uh, by the name of Trevor Romaine. And he is an author. He's an illustrator that has the most amazing, amazing literature for kids and for educators and for teachers, as well as parents. You have to check out his books. You have to check out his digital downloads. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. If you go to trevorromain.com, uh, T-R-E-V-O-R-R-O-M-A-I-N, no E at the end.com, check out all of his materials. He has all his books, all his literature and digital downloads. You can save 15%. All heard that listeners. If you check it out, Save 15% at the end of your checkout. Use the code HEARDTHAT, H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T, and save 15%. You, I'm telling you what, it is some of the best materials out there that can help children and families become happier, healthier, and more confident. So use the code HEARDTHAT. Save 15% off at trevorromaine.com today. And welcome back to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. College football has become a business. It's a cash cow. And Stephen A. Smith, I was seeing the, the, the uh, first take the other day, and he truly agrees that the committee got it right with Alabama being in there and Florida State dropping the five because of you know what I just said. But he made an interesting point, and this is some food for thought, if Coach Prime had led the Colorado Buffaloes to an undefeated season and they played in their conference championship against, we'll say, Colorado State, and it was a back and forth, and they didn't win in the fashion as a 2017 Ohio State, the 2016-2017 Ohio State did against Wisconsin. But they would put him in. Why? The popularity, the brand, who he is, what's going to draw viewers, what's going to make viewers interested, the money, the money, the money. I mean, let's be 100, let's be, let's be 100% clear. That's what it is at the end of the day. And my husband and I had a really, really big discussion about this because when he had watched the rankings come out, he said, Marisha, there should be no controversy happening when it comes to the four teams that should be in there, Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Florida State. And I said to him, I said, Tim, I bet you they're going to do something and just flip this and Ohio State's going to be in the number four spot. He said, you're crazy. There's no way it's going to happen. It happened. 
And when I tell you that the passion came out of that man, like literally, like he was the one that just got gypped off. Now, mind you, he is a whole Ohio State fan, and I've said this many times on the show. But he felt like he was a Florida State fan that was getting ripped off because of the fact of what happened to them. And so I like the 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 questions at after, I mean, of course, Coach Nor Norville had to get everybody and regroup all the team and everything else. They're disappointed. They're upset. But at the end of the day, you know what they have to do? They have to, if the channel in their 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 anger, and them being frustrated, and prove a point uh, in the Orange Bowl against Georgia. Georgia is is reeling from a, an embarrassing loss uh, against Nick Saban and the uh, Alabama Crimson Tide, and so they're dealing with that and channeling their energy to go against a really pissed off, upset, angry Florida State that knew that it should have been in the top four. And I, and I really, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see all that, but I, I, I hope that, you know, Florida State just comes out, comes out and shows out uh, as they should, um, as they should. But the college football committee, uh, they got to figure this out. This concerns me, and this is my last point, I'm going to move on. It concerns me when they go into the top 12 next year. Uh, because, um, you know, I was looking on, on X and I also saw it on, uh, Facebook as well as, uh, Instagram, you know, what would, of the 12 team, uh, playoff would have looked like. And another interesting one, and I'll throw this in there too, was, and, and I thought it was, I thought it was a joke at first, but it isn't. It's Liberty is facing Oregon in the Virgo, uh, Citrus Bowl. And I'm like, Liberty? And I did not know until that moment Liberty is undefeated. We've been so focused on Michigan and Washington and Florida State. There's Liberty just right into the into the top 25 mix, like, you know, hello. And of course, they don't get the accolades and the shine because, you know, strength of schedule and everything else. But Liberty is 12 and 0, going against a 10 and 2 Oregon team, two losses to Washington. And people have already made their assessment that they are going to get manhandled by Oregon. And I'm like, you know what? Liberty just needs to go in there and play like they have nothing to lose. And I think that I hope that they surprise a lot of people. And it's going to be a fun uh, bowl season. Bowl season uh, starts and resumes in a week. Can I believe it's going to be a week coming up where bowl season is going to start? Uh, but yeah, uh, I feel for Florida State, but I like that Coach Norville was like, you know what? I'm going to answer this one question at one time because he was talking to the media about how did the team feel? How did he feel in Florida State? Um, the university and the athletics department and Coach Norville um, released statements explaining their disappointment, but they said this is the one time we're going to get upset about it, and then we're moving on and we're focusing on the Orange Bowl. And um, those those guys, you know, I know that they're upset, but take your upset, your ups, your frustrations, your anger, and take it out on on the field in in the Orange Bowl. And, you know, let's see, let's prove, you know, hopefully you prove to yourself that you are a worthy opponent. You end up undefeated uh, by the end of the season. But Georgia is a tough team uh, and it's going to be uh, fun to watch both of these teams uh, play um, in this bowl. So uh, college football committee got to get it together. It just it's just it's just quite disappointing. It's just very disappointing. Not surprised, but surprise, surprise. Surprise. Yeah. Another surprise that happened uh, over the weekend was the Philadelphia Eagles leaving the door slightly ajar in the NFC East. 
Never ever did I think that they would lose as badly as they did to the 49ers, 42 to 19. It's the largest loss in Jalen Hurts' career. Um, it will look like for a moment that Jalen Hurts, when he got hit really hard by the Niners defense, who was just playing lights out. Um, I, I thought that he got a concussion. And he cleared concussion protocol and came back, but it really didn't make a difference because uh, the Niners scored two more times uh, when he came back. Um, this has got Dallas fans and Dallas Cowboys just ready to strike because the next game is in Dallas. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys Sunday night football. And that is going to be the primetime game. Dallas is sitting at nine and three right now. Uh, Philly sitting at 10 and two in the NFC East. This is going to be interesting. Uh, the Eagles has got uh, th that game and then they're at the Seahawks and then against the Giants and against the Cardinals. Week 14 showed me that these teams you thought were out of it are playing like they don't have anything to lose. There's teams still in the hunt. There's teams that are like sitting in the wild card position. Uh, just when, you know, the Eagles thought that they were safe and they had the NFC East locked up, here come the Niners. Now, all of a sudden, after they got out of their three-game slump and Brock Purdy turning it around in this offense, offense and Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey, uh, it just playing out of their mind. The defense just swarming all over uh, Jalen Hurts, wherever he tried to make a play and tried to throw the ball, uh, they they were all on top of him. And to do this in Philadelphia, uh, the way it was, just one-sided game, uh, losing by 23 at home, they need to figure it out quick going into a very hostile um, Arlington at the AT&T Stadium, uh, Dallas Cowboys environment, uh, because they're not going to let up. Um, Cowboys are favored in this game, uh, four and a half. Their favorite in this game, Dak Prescott, who I don't think the last several weeks has been getting a lot of credit. And uh, again, the three losses uh, are, you know, are legit. Like, but you got to look at, you have to look at, you, you have to look at Dak's performance the last several weeks. And again, he doesn't get enough credit for what he has done in, in the plays he's made. He's proven to people that he can run. He's proven to people that he can throw. The concern was that he can't throw and that he has to rely on the run game. He has to, you know, rely on his receivers to make plays. Um, and, you know, Deron Bland playing out of his mind. I mean, hello, let's give, let's give credit where credit is due. Um, you know, and you got Tony Pollard and it just, just the talent that is on that offense and the adjustments that have been made on the defense because um, Trayvon Diggs being out for the season and what they have done with that whole entire formula of going against uh, tougher opponents uh, like the Giants and like, well, the Giants aren't that tough, we did, but they've been trying to figure it out. Uh, but like Philadelphia, uh, like the Niners, this is going to be a really good game Sunday night to see how much of an impact that the Philadelphia Eagles getting their tails kicked at home, how much they're going to recover from that and try to tap into uh, their, their, I would say their energy, but they're going to need it <laughs> for sure into this uh, Dallas Cowboys environment. It's gonna be needed. They're gonna have to figure it out. Uh, the pass rush was horrendous. Good night. Um, 
if they play like they if they had the pass rush that had issues like they did with the Niners against the Cowboys, it's a wrap. It's a wrap in the NFC East. And people that, you know, have doubted this Cowboys team, except my the Cowboys team is going to lose it on the 30th against my Lions. I said it. Hello. Uh, but if they don't figure out the pass rush and fix these issues, it, it's it's going to be it, – it's it's a wrap. Like, the, Dallas will literally kick the door in in the NFC East. Um, another uh, shocking shakeup is in the AFC South with the Jacksonville Jaguars Monday Night Football. Jake Browning, who's in for Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is out for the season, had a wrist surgery. So he is out. So he was in at Jacksonville. Jacksonville heavily favored. And the Bengals just, just stayed with him all the way through, just, you know, score for score. And um, I was just really impressed on how they were playing. You look at this team and you're like, oh, how in the world are they a five and six team? And they was making adjustments all the way through. And the unfortunate thing that happened is Trevor Lawrence got hurt uh, and he got his, he got rolled up on his ankle. I couldn't tell if it was like a defender, if his own guy or if it was a defender, but immediately when he went down, he took his helmet off and he threw it. He immediately knew something was wrong. And then he tried to get up uh, and tried to walk on it. And it was just to no avail. Uh, and then reports, they come out that it was a high ankle sprain. He could be missing some time. They don't know if it's season ending uh, but it, they're taking it day by day. And C.J. Beathard came in. And that was uh, nerve-wracking in itself because uh, C.J. Beathard, the first play, uh, the ball pops out in his hand, and he goes down on his little shoulder and wrist, and then he got up holding his wrist. So I'm like going, oh, my gosh, this is this is going from bad to worse. And uh, just, just an incredible, incredible turnaround of events for Jake Browning and this team. Uh, keeping it close. And now this loss that uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars had, and then you losing your quarterback. Uh, hello. And now brings back into the chat, the Texans who are seven and five and the Colts who are seven and five. Yes. The Colts, the Colts led by Gardner Minshew, the second, Oh, sorry. Gardner Minshew, the third, sorry, no disrespect to his dad. Uh, now they are in the hunt. So gotta, the Jacksonville's got to figure out what's going to happen next. You know, obviously they got C.J. Beathard. Uh, they're going to have to work around, you know, with their talent and uh, figure out something quick uh, because uh, right there in the wings, and the this Texans team, this Texans team is absolutely amazing. I said uh, on another show that it's a two-man race for Coach of the Year. Uh, Detroit Lions, Dan Campbell, and uh, D'Amico Ryans for the Houston Texans. First year, first year QB and C.J. Stroud, who's rookie of the year. I don't, I, I mean, literally running away with it, sitting at seven and five right now. Uh, they go to uh, New York and they play the Jets next, and then the Colts uh, play the Bengals. Um, just absolutely incredible what this team has done. Uh, People thought the Texans were going to have that same kind of, you know, uh, they're going to figure it out. This is a new coach. This is a new QB. They possibly may win two to three games, you know, kind of a similar situation, unfortunately, with the Carolina Panthers, who, uh, you know, dismissed uh, head coach Frank Wright and two other coaches because they're sitting at one on 11 right now. 
So they thought the Texans was going to have that same kind of energy and everything else. And I had said that C.J. Stroud is one of those quarterbacks that is going to be completely different. I know that Ohio State has had a talented bunch of quarterbacks in Ohio State until they get to the next level. And basically, either they have to change positions from QB to wide receiver or, you know, you just find they find themselves as backup and then they just literally go into the night and um don't you don't hear from him again justin fields is you know was on injury he was injured for a few weeks uh almost put he literally put a scare in the detroit lions several weeks ago until detroit lions came back and won that game detroit lions headed to chicago this weekend coming up and so you know he's trying to you know get his group figure out his groove and i think that their coach in chicago is a whole different talk show a whole different story i just don't think that he's going to be there next year uh because they're already looking for replacements for him already but C.J. Stroud is one of those quarterbacks that understands the game and he was going to be at a different caliber, um, you know, and you look at the talent that he had at, you know, Ohio State and then coming into the NFL and then connecting with uh, Coach Ryans and then working together and then them winning. And people were like, all right, they got a couple of wins. But when they kept winning, you know, and they did have their losses, they had their close losses. Um, that seven and five record is something special from where they were at uh, a season or two ago. And this Texans team is buying all into coach Ryan's and what he has done for this team. Uh, do not be surprised if they make the postseason. but like I said, it's a two man race of coach of the year, CJ Stroud. I mean, literally just hand him, uh, the coach of the year or coach of the year, the rookie of the year award. Cause, uh, that's already a done deal. Um, so, but I, just they're an incredible team to watch. Uh, and so going into uh, this week 14 is going to be a lot of these teams, like I said, and I'll end it with this, where people thought that they had no shot, that they were done for, and they're in the hunt and they are turning it around. The Packers, the Colts, the Texans, uh, Vikings are still in the mix to name a few of these teams. Uh, the Seahawks, um, you know, just just some of these teams that, you know, are still trying to get a shot to get into the postseason. But, it, you know, my Lions continue to do what they do. We're going to celebrate like 1996. First time we're nine and three since 1962, by the way. And I absolutely love it. And they just I just want them to continue to win. And here's the thing. I, I will end on this. Ladies and gentlemen, I heard that nation. If, and I know some of y'all gonna be laughing at the next thing that I say, and that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine. I'm good with it. If my boys end up going to the Super Bowl, y'all, listen, it's gonna be the biggest crowd fund. I'm gonna need all the support that I can get, nation. I, I really am gonna need everybody <laughs> to help your girl out because I need I need that ticket to Las Vegas. I, I mean. When, when, you know, we're one of four teams, one of five teams, I think it's four or five teams that have never experienced what a Super Bowl is. Detroit, uh, Detroit has hosted one, but never experienced one. So I'm going to need all the support that I can get. Get your girl there to enjoy the moment. I know Usher is the halftime show, and that's absolutely amazing. That's outstanding. But I'm going to need, you know, my ticket. I'm going to need a flight. Your girl needs to stay somewhere that's, you know, reasonable. I, I can Uber everywhere. That's fine. You know, she's got to be fed. And, of course, she's got to get the merch. That's what needs to happen. 
So <laughs> I'm putting it out there because I, you know, I am a person that's a dreamer. I'm a doer. I'm a believer. So I'm putting it out there. And uh, y'all can like, keep this clip, uh, you know, keep it, keep it close to your hearts. Like she said, this amazement on there, because, you know, the Lions fans will back me up. Well, she said this foolishness on there, and I'm going to rub it in her face when her Lions, you know, fall flat on her face. And that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine. I mean, I'm, we're used to this, and we've been used to this for so long since the curse of Bobby Laney in 1957. And then I appreciate Jeff Daniels and Peyton Manning going on uh, Peyton's, um, Peyton's places and re reversing the curse because it's it's paying off, sitting at 9-3, to three, first in the NFC North, Kings of the North right now. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, thank you for joining me, and I appreciate everybody's support. Like I said, uh, resuming year three. We've got a lot of great guests that are going to be coming up. A lot of amazing episodes that are going to be happening. Uh, I will be doing some live shows. I cannot wait. Um, it's going to be absolutely amazing for me because that's what I love to do. I love to interact with fans. I love to interact with people. Um, got some uh, awesome events that are going to be happening. So definitely going to share those with you. And uh, yeah, I love the ideas that I get and I love the follows. You know, follow me on heardthatwithmarisa.com as well as on Facebook. I'm at, uh, heard that with Marisa Tigney on X, uh, lovely Marisa T. And of course on the Insta on, on Marisa Tigney podcast, Marisa underscore Tigney underscore podcast, uh, threads. I'm on there every so often. I'm trying to get used to it. So same exact name, Marisa underscore Tigney underscore podcast, as well as TikTok. Um, because for some reason, these TikTok videos have like just suckered me in. So I'm on the TikTok as well. I uh, heard that with Marisa Tigney. So thank you so much for supporting me and, and joining me. Uh, it's going to be an amazing year. And uh, you got any ideas, drop them to me. I, I love hearing y'all's ideas and uh, different things that you say about my teams. Um, we don't want to talk about the Pistons. We're going to leave that one alone. They're going to have to figure it out for themselves. <laughs> but I appreciate everybody joining me. And as I always end the show, please take care and stay safe. I'm out of here. Be in the know of new episodes that are coming up on the podcast at heardthatwithmarisa.com. I'm also available on Instagram at Marisa Tigney Podcast, on Twitter at Lovely Marisa T, as well as Facebook on a social media page, Heard That With Marisa Tigney. I appreciate your continued support. like a defender if his own guy or if it was a defender but we immediately when he went down he took his helmet off and he